2: When you fall from a height and find yourself in times of trouble, do you stay grounded and concede defeat, or do you stand up and be countered? That's the question Mansfield Town had to answer last weekend at half-time when they found themselves 2-0 down at Colchester United. The full-time score of Colchester 2 Stags 3 tells you all you need to know. Sadly, it wasn't without its downsides as Hayden White's season came to a premature end with a broken leg. I'm coming up tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast where he praise on the Stags defender, reflect on Saturday's U turn, and ask Where do we go from here? Plus, as Craig and Nathan again steer the ship alone, we'll hear from boss David Flickcroft and assistant Ben Fudger. There's
3: been a collective work ethic, a togetherness. You know, the new players coming in have really fainted a squad really quick, and, you know, to seen lone players adapt and, and, and want to become Mansfield Town players, you realise that that togetherness is strong. Losing White is a big a big loss, he covers in a few positions, so we are looking at different options and um,
4: so we'll see where it takes us. I think it's been a good season, I think when you look at the, the consistency levels the players have, have shown.
2: Skipper Christian Pearce and Sir Mel Benning.
5: It's, it's quite a, like I said, a tight-knit group. It's almost like a family at times, so yeah, we try and, try and have each other's back at all times. Season gone by. Piers would probably agree as well would you think uh, at 2-0 down
6: we wouldn't come back but like you said there's a different feeling and there's a different, um, different bit of quality this year, and you can really tell that so hopefully it'll be a good season
2: and youngsters Jordan Graham and Alistair Smith who pen new deals this week this is the Mansfield Matters Podcast the show for the fans by the fans get involved in the live feed now let's get the show underway David Flitcroft, when the chips are down and things aren't looking quite so good, all you've got to do is galvanise yourself and then three points will follow. And that's exactly what happened at Colchester as the Stags completed a beautiful U-turn to get things back on track and cement their place in the top three. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, simply because Mansfield matters. Once again, my name's Craig Priest. Alongside me tonight is the man who is known only to me as Taps, but to you (laughs) lot... Mr Nathan Edge. Nobody else is with us, Nath. It's me and you again. We're without cake, but we have brought half a packet of biscuits, thanks yep. to you. Um, what a week it has been for the Stags.
7: Yes. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, this is probably one of the weeks where it's been a, a real rollercoaster, it's a cliche, but we've had many ups and downs. We had ups and downs in the 90 minutes uh, at Colchester, and I think we've probably had ups and downs in the rest of the week with the news, obviously, uh, of Hayden White, massive down. Even the reserves giving us a down as well, but then we've had the ups of uh, the youth team contract, so there's a lot to, uh, lot to discuss tonight, and like I say, it's a, if you can say you have a roller coaster season, well, we've had a rollercoaster week, I'd say.
2: Yeah, there really is a lot to, to get through tonight. On the way, across the next uh, 45 minutes to an hour or depending on how long me and Nathan actually talked for I mean last week when we did this genuinely for the, the first time it was just the two of us there's usually a two more with us we thought it lasted about 10 minutes so I think we got one of the longest shows of the series yeah we did so alright we, we smashed so, it
7: but we couldn't have done it without the help from everyone commenting so let's so get the same again today <laughs> exactly uh,
2: Jordan Smith may well be on East Midland today but you've got BBC iPlayer for that yeah so, get, on. so keep on this stream get your comments and get your, your say on your team because we all know uh, that thanks we'll get about three seconds of service Yeah. Uh, on the, uh, the BBC standard. Uh, as standard so uh, and we're here for at least an hour so get your comments in get your questions in anything you want to say about State, whether it's about Colchester whether it's about Hayden White whether it's about transfers or anything like that get them in the comments now we'll read them out as and when I see them uh, and any questions you've got fire them our way we'd love to hear from you whether it's a question or it's an opinion this is the place, the only place where you can get involved and have your say on your team. Uh, coming up then across the next hour or so, we'll, as we say, reflects across. Uh, the last week we'll talk about that uh, victory at Colchester we'll hear from inside the dressing room we'll hear we'll get David Flickcroft's reaction <laughs> <laughs> and, do you know what, I, do, you know what? Oh, do you know what I posted an Instagram video earlier of me trying to record the intro and I got about three or four things wrong and I said then I hope I don't get anything wrong on the live show tonight and th- lo and behold there I go how long are we into it about, about a minute yeah if that uh, we'll hear from David Flickcroft we'll hear from Ben Futcher first time I've heard from him for a while the captain Christian Pearce Sir Mal of Benin. we'll also hear from the youngsters Jordan Graham and Alistair Smith uh, as well. Uh, Owen Hardwick in the comments asks do we know who the trialist right back is in a word no we don't Um, lots of rumours suggesting it was sort of James Perch obviously a local lad as well but for me it's an interesting position there isn't it we're going to start a poll very shortly on the live feed of who people want to see there it's a difficult one isn't it because You've got the right wing back role to fill, obviously following Hayden White's injury. But you've also got that cover at centre back, and there's a big question of: do we actually need the cover at centre back? It's just that right wing back position, isn't it? Yes. Have
7: we got players who can play there? What would you do if you were in David Flickroth's shoes? Well, like you say, I mean, we, we, you know, I think Fortune in his interview did say that we're probably looking at a versatile, um, you know, defender because we need, you know, you've got Whitey who could play centre back, right back, or right wing back. Uh, but like you said there, I mean, do we necessarily need the centre back? Because we have got Murphy who got a good ninety minutes under his uh belt in reserves. I mean, okay, yes, he probably still needs a good you know, a couple of those ninety minutes under his belt before he can start looking into the you know, looking into the, the first team squad. But, you know, the light is there at the end of the tunnel. We we're very close to seeing him making that comeback and I mean he's had a long time out of the game, so would that be a risk? Would it be a risk, you know, relying on him? that's the big question and that's probably where you've got to that's probably where the gamble is and that's where that's the the judgment from Flitcroft and Futch and the physio team and and everybody else within the club they've got to come together and make that decision I think I
2: think the issue there for me is there's two issues first and foremost the the main one is the fact that he's not a right wing back Mm. so if we were to bring Murphy in who would then go across that right wing back you wouldn't want to see Matt Preston there really because he'd break up that solid three this, this, it's still that position well, to, be, to be filled, isn't it? Yeah,
7: no, but this is this is the thing that, that by by me saying that, what I mean is that I don't think we necessarily need to look for the versatile... You know, I don't think we have to worry too much as if if we can only get someone who's a wing back, but not necessarily a, a centre back. Um, you know, I don't think we have to stress about it too much well I don't think we do but that's like I said that's up for the management team to make that call you you know you think someone like uh, who we had a few years ago Daniel Yeah. you wouldn't stick him as a centre back would you No. so that's what I mean if somebody like him is available you know should we just go for that and think right we've covered that position that Whitey predominantly plays and don't worry about the centre back position as much because we've got Murph in there or do we carry on searching the market and maybe lose that player who is available and take that risk to try and find somebody who can play those three positions, but then risk not getting anybody at all, or, or get not not getting our first targets. I think that's what that's probably the headache that um, the management team are going to have.
2: I wonder what Luke O'Neill's doing with his his uh, his life and his
7: footballing career. Even Tom Neal, I mean, I yeah, think, I is, is, is he at Luton now? But I think he's been getting a, oh, sorry, Portsmouth, isn't he? Yeah, uh, I think he had been playing some games. But you know, a few of those players, that you just think, you know they could come in and and do a a very good job for us keep your comments coming in Uh,
2: as always want to have uh, let you have your say on your team Mark's been in touch tonight and and says uh, I believe they need to sign someone to replace White as Anderson is a non-starter still need another option up front in my opinion a big striker Uh, Douglas says uh, could put Murph in there um, Gary says I'm wondering if Anderson has at some point had a dumping Flitcroft sugar bowl uh, <laughs> sacrilege uh, that he hasn't been uh, recalled into the first team squad uh, Mark says Anderson would be a perfe- perfect replacement if Bridges could be built um, we'll come on to that in a second yeah. um, Roger says I uh, think a newbie has to come in if possible if not could CJ play wing back obviously CJ has played there uh, a lot started start of the season there pretty much and seemed to make it his own but for me, I don't know about you, Nate, but for me, I think we'd lose a lot of CJ's rapid development over the last month or so if he was put back at right wing back. He's better up further forward
7: and on the opposite side. Yeah, well, before the uh, the Colchester game, actually, I was, um, I can't remember if it was my dad or, or probably my girlfriend, who probably wasn't listening to me at all, but I was, uh, I was sort of saying, I, I wanted us to sort of go with a back four and have White on the right as, as usual. Because I didn't want us, I didn't want CJ there. You know, if we if wasn't going to go with Preston back into the team, which of uh, the right thing, we didn't, did we? Did he start on the bench? Yeah, bench. Uh, yeah. yeah, so he's on the bench. So um, my point was, I I wanted a slight change of formation because I thought I felt like the three at the back was getting a bit exposed because teams have figured it out. Um, you know, it's happened quite a lot in the last few games: Yeovil, Carlisle, and Cardiff the first half. Um, so I was thinking maybe go four at the back and slightly change that. But and and simply because I just don't want CJ at, at right wing back. I think he's more effective. On the you know on the left or and, and further up the
2: pitch uh, you as know. proved at Colchester because second half and we turned it around we'll talk more about it in depth later but second half it changed to a back four yeah with CJ up front yeah I'm not
7: like said, I'm not just saying this because it's, it's been proved right Edge, tactical genius <laughs> <laughs> certainly not I'm definitely not but um, especially if you saw my uh, record of football manager definitely not but uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know. I, it was just something that I just I've had this sort of feeling from the last few games it's been bugging me a little bit I just thought maybe it's time just to change it I don't mean permanently because the the five well three at the back has been working absolute wonders throughout the season so I'm not saying that is a bad thing but I just think we need to change it a little bit just to surprise the opposition and we can you know we, the good thing is about our squad we've got or we had depending on the you know the me, the members who were available to play we had the fluid, fluidity to change it Um now, obviously, losing to someone versatile like White is going to make that harder to do. Um, but I always thought we can easily change formation. So let's, you know, let, I was thinking let's go in with a, a four at the back, and and if if that's not working or whatever, then we can change back to what we've always done. But uh, but like I say, yeah, uh, we did it, uh, Colchester. I think we've, we've done it over times this season as well. We changed to a, to the a four, and it's certainly worked out good for us. We're
2: asking on our... A- our live feed at the moment as well. We've got a live poll going on there, so get involved with this. Uh, With Hayden White out for the season, who should replace him? Uh, Your options on the live poll. We can only have four options, by the way, Uh, so that will explain some things later on in the show. Uh, CJ Hamilton, Will Atkinson, other within the squad or a new signing. Get your votes in now and keep your comments coming in uh, as well. Um, When did I get to? It's always difficult when loads of comments come in and you try to keep up the pace and remember where you get to. Uh, Richard uh, says, go with one of the young lads or use Atkinson as a right wing back a la James Milner um, James Milner Will Atkinson in the same sentence that's a strange one I see the Link well do you?
7: yeah oh uh, ok that's a bit boring <laughs> you can't say that yeah, no offence Will love <laughs> you love you really <laughs> Shelley's going to be laughing I know, she's going to love that up. Uh, she's going to love that
2: one. <laughs> Talking about the strike force, uh, John says strike force is okay in my eyes. I agree, um, especially after the Mansfield Matters sponsored player. We it's said happening. it would happen, it happened, it's happening.
7: Didn't I, 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 we said it, I didn't believe it. But,
2: no, know, I didn't know. either.
7: <laughs> I thought it would be more of a curse than a uh, good luck charm, but come on, I said it's Jose, keep it up, son. That's what we want. Uh,
2: still in the uh, right wing back situation, Shelly says, not Murphy. He's been out a year or so. He isn't up to League Two. 90 minutes uh, gave at this stage of the season. Plus, what happens if he breaks down as he's been out? For so long, it's not a right wing back, anyway. Not a back yeah. back anyway uh, as you say, uh, Rogers says, uh, Is this the time to use one of our academy players again? But who? Um, I think looking just thinking back to the summer, we had a few academy players sort of coming through. Uh, that system a lot of them were left sided you yeah. sort of saw mm. Henry Wilder who couldn't obviously been out on loan uh, had a bit of a, a sickness a illness, serious illness probably mm. at the start of the season You've, he was sort of a left wing wing back Mel Benning's position um, Jason Law when he played hey. in the checker game left side
7: again yeah, it's not like that people the who've come in that's right sided I get mixed up with Law and Blake I think it's Law who was the defender Blake's the forward isn't he I think um, but uh, and I can remember one of uh, the Law, I think it was, in the Czech trade, having playing really well and looking pretty strong. But they like say I couldn't quite remember if he was left or right. And if he was right, I actually would have been tempted to say, mm. "Let's give him a go." But if he's left, then obviously that's probably you know him out of the picture. Especially if you're going to look at, you don't want Mal on the right, and you don't want to also put a youngster who's position on the left to the right either. Because so just it just wouldn't work. So it's not worth risking, whilst we're in January, while we could bring players in. If only we'd have kept hold of Liam Marsden and developed him a little bit more, that would have been a cracking yeah, mean, time for him to come in, wouldn't it? Yeah, we? I mean, yeah, he had a bit of a stint with the first team, didn't he? And uh, Cracky long throw as well. Yeah, he'd have been someone that you probably wouldn't have hesitated to, to pop in there, actually. Chris says that Murphy would be ideal. Who is now playing in
2: the reserves and for the full 90 minutes. He just needs minutes in his legs. I'm going to disagree, um, not for the facts that I, I can, but I've watched... <laughs> I've watched the highlights of the 6-0 defeat, which I'm, we'll come on to more later again. Yeah. Um, <coughs> strong side, Murphy in there, one game of 90 minutes plus one game of 75 and 45 does not equal a player fit for League 2. And you could visibly see, by, on those highlights, even though they were just 30-40 you know, seconds per goal, that Murphy is nowhere near the pace required to play in that position and it comes back again to if you do bring Murphy in which I'm happy to do once he's got the fitness and the minutes yeah. which I think will be in two to three months more like the back end of the season you can't put him at right wing back because he's not a right wing back yeah. he's got the experience great but he's not got the pace or that it, or that position sense and I wouldn't want to break up that defensive three of Preston, Pierce, and Sweeney because it's been so solid it would be like it would be like taking a pair of scissors to a sieve, and then using said sieve to try Have and even
7: uh, reading David Flitcroft's book of uh, whatever it is, quotes or whatever. David Flitcroft Galvanised. Yeah, the Galvanised. The Galvanised. The of quotes. One quotes yeah. essential guide to quotes. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. Yeah. Um, I think I think what we need to think is right. If you if you uh, reverse your you sort of mind all the way back to the sort of. You know, earlier end of last season when uh, Murphy was playing sort of week in, week out for a while. If we still had that Murphy right now, who's you know fully fit, not had an injury or anything, you know, not had a massive injury, like, would you stick him right, right wingman then? And I think the answer would be no. So why on earth would we be even considering it after he's had such a long time out of the game? I think it would be, you know, I think it would be disastrous to do that. I mean, that's no, that's no disrespect to him. Um, but I just don't think why would you stick a centre back like him out there especially after having so long out of the game I don't think it'd be a very good idea at all
2: oh, John agrees he says I've been to watch him in the reserves and agrees not fit enough for for 90 plus in the first team Um uh, James says, "Think out, I think out of the squad it's got to be Atkinson. Playing CJ there, you lose his talent up top. Plus, he ain't the best at the defensive side uh, of the wing back job. Atkinson's played there. Yeah. He, when sort of early in the season, he, he sort of was doing relatively well there, he had a short stint in there. He's got the experience, all right. He's he'd probably prefer to play
7: centre mid and you know, further up the, the but, pitch but Do you think at this moment in time you think he'd just be happy to get on the pitch get game time. he's probably not gonna get in that centre with the players we've got, so um would he, do you think he's the sort of player I'd say, you know, look, I just wanna play and I'll do my best out there. I mean
2: I know him well as I sort of do through through passing. I've seen him sort of around conduct himself around the dressing room and things like that. He's the sort of player who will get his head down and is happy to Mm. to play games and to to get a run in the side will relatively be prepared to play anywhere and Mm. do that job there and I think he's got almost a little bit like like Bishop he's got that good sense of being able to read the game and that experience to get through a game I I wouldn't turn my nose up or wouldn't be disappointed if it came to Saturday and Atkinson's name
7: was the one that was on the team sheet yeah I think, to be honest, if, if I was uh, voting on this poll right now, um, I would probably go... Say if we can't get anybody in in this January window, that's going to come in and be the right... Because we don't want to bring anyone off the sake of it. They need to be the right person. Um, hence why we probably wouldn't bring Anderson in. We'll come on to that later. But um, I would probably go with, with, with Atkinson. Uh, but then what we've always got is if it doesn't work out then we have got CJ, which would be a bit of a blow. It's not the end of the world, because we he can play there. Uh, but then I probably would bring him back there, and at least we've got a backup then.
2: Completely agree with that as well. Uh, James says, uh, If we can get a replacement for White other than that, I don't think we need any more signings. Uh, could think our, squ- our squad is good enough. Plus, wouldn't be fair on the players that has got us into this position in the first place. Um mm-hmm. Josh says go four at the back and put Preston at right back, maybe, possibly. He has played there in, 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 in um, short spells, hasn't he? He's in Spain then, hasn't he? Yeah, it's been but saw... El Matt Prastinia. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no Prastinia. No, so, I don't know, we'll think about that. Um, first time comment on. from Josh. I know I need to work on that. <laughs> yeah. I never. I always skip Spanish at school because it was on a Tuesday afternoon. Make of that what you will. <laughs> um, Simon says evening guys <coughs> sat here with the boys at Kingsmill Hospital so they say revert to 4-4-2 with Atkinson at right back and CJ on the right wing fantastic that you've uh, uh, managed to, to get yourself down to the Kingsmill Hospital first time watching uh, for, the, for, for little Craig and little Nathan. As yeah, well. well, who needs a calories? we've got the Mercers coming up in the future? That's it, Mansfield Matters podcast with uh, Mercer Juniors in. in oh, the I, I, I meant for management, but yeah. All oh, right, no, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're already calling the shots for the 4 2, so. Absolutely spot on as well. Absolutely yeah. spot on as well. Uh, and on the uh, Murphyn situation, Chris adds uh, that said of Murphyn if you bring in an academy player, there's no experience in them at Division 2 level. Uh, Murphyn does have that experience and is defensive minded again my argument would be how do you get experience
7: without playing yeah. <laughs> without yeah. playing in the first place yeah as I say he's, he's got experience at centre back but even when you've been out so long that it's he's not got the sort of freshness of match experience at the moment so I think even if he comes in at, you know, in the centre he's still going to be rusty that's, that's my worry so sticking him out on the right I just don't think it would be a good recipe at all and our mutual friend Chris Huff has been in touch and says up the spy rights Nathan who, how is life
2: in the conference who, who are they? No idea. Well, oh, so that team's still in the relegation i bless them, yeah. yeah
7: oh. Cheers for tuning in, though, Chris. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag pray for Chesterfield. There no, you go. that's not. Well, then, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Big me. derby for him next year, anyway, when County joined the they manage to uh, cumber out of that uh, dreaded drop zone again. That's
2: it, that's it. Keep your comments uh, coming in, keep your votes coming in as well. I'm going to ask you, Nathan, as we always do when we do a poll uh, for your vote, with Hayden White out for the season, who replaces him? CJ Hamilton, Will Atkinson, other within the squad or a new
7: sign in? At the moment, a new sign, but if that can't happen then I'll go for Atkinson to start off with I'm
2: going to go Atkinson as well just because I know Shelley will love that as well <laughs> uh, keep your votes uh, coming in as well um, and we'll, we'll... Uh, have more on that later as well uh, and Chris says on the kids thing sending the kids out on lane completely agree they've got to get experience somewhere yeah. but, but there you go uh, keep your comments uh, coming in love to hear from you tonight we've got, still got lots and lots uh, to talk about we've got talking of kids in the future we'll talk about the new contracts for Alistair Smith and Jordan Graham uh, later on in the show I actually managed to get the names right I know I'm, and well, I'm, impressed. I'm well impressed with no. and I can promise you they are not written down this is my note sheet I don't know if the camera will focus this is my note sheet uh, for tonight I don't know if it'll focus properly or not uh, but I promise you the Lewis, names are Lewis not. Graham Lewis Graham Jordan, Jordan, Gibbons. Jordan Gibbons and all that uh, now I've said that when I introduce it later I will say the names wrong yeah, uh, let's for now though uh, <clears throat> turn our attention back to Saturday we'll come on to the Hayden White situation the Will Atkinson and the uh, Paul Anderson situation again later in the show because it'll come about because we're talking about Saturday it was a roller coaster ride as you said at the top of the show and uh, for me I felt the real hero and the one who people have ignored and probably rightly so because of what we did in the second half. But the real hero for me was actually the man with number fourteen on his back. No, I wasn't playing. Um,
7: yeah. uh, <laughs> was uh, was Jordan Smith? Yeah, and I think um, I think I said it last week uh, for the Crawley game as well. He was sort of the real hero for me because uh, in that game he made some saves which kept us in it. And um, you know you could you could say Colchester first half they could have been three or four up if it wasn't for him so uh, and you know if that was the case you know no matter what was said at half time it would have been massively unlikely that we would have got anything out of that game so I probably agree with you certainly you know he's, he's showing us exactly why he's been brought in
2: yeah certainly showing his uh, championship quality with his shot stopping. and his distribution is getting a lot better as he grows in confidence game by
7: game as we we knew it would
8: yeah I
2: mean
7: it's a confidence thing like you say there he's, he's still a young lad was he 24 um, might just made that up but I'm pretty sure he's 24 no, he, um, right, right, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah so he's a, you know, a young lad coming into a new New team, new squad, and and some, sometimes when you're coming into a team that's doing well, the pressure's on you as well. Because if you think, you know, if you start shipping goals and losing matches, you, you sort of feel like it'd be your fault when you're in such an important position as a goalkeeper. So there's that that pressure there as well, which I think we saw uh, in the early stages of the Oval game. So um, you know, confidence is a big thing, but you've also got the massive, massive aspect of just getting to know the players that he's playing with, even as a goalkeeper. Because when you're trying to play out from the back and play the way we do he's got to be confident in giving it to the players at the right time knowing what sort of when, it, when it's the right time to do it and things like that and I think we said it again going back to the Oval game he seemed a bit rushed you know he, it's like he's been given a command uh, you know what to do but he's trying to overplay yes, it a little yes. bit and overdo it and over impress he wanted to show that he was doing the right things and following the instructions but sometimes without giving it enough thought whereas now I think you know he's, he's sort of gelling with the team a bit more and he's got more confidence in what he's doing so uh, so you know, I'm confident that his performance will probably only get better as the season goes on Mark's been in touch and says we have to make sure that we start on the front uh,
2: front foot I believe Carlisle and Colchester games show that we can't afford to start slow we have to dominate uh, from Whistle once again yeah I think it's very very similar games really in terms of you know obviously going two down and sort of being out of the game a little bit I think as we, as we said last time if we'd have had the extra man at, at Carlisle we'd have probably had a similar result to what we got at, at, at yeah, Oldchester yeah. but we can't allow that to now uh, become a thing why are we going into games and why are we having to go one or two down to actually show some fight if we start on the front foot as as Mark says then well it it, it Makes your mouth water a little bit, doesn't it, to what
7: Mansfield could actually do? Yeah, I mean, if we, if, you know, if we play like we, uh, we sort of had some good forty-five minutes. Whereas if we had them for a good ninety minutes, like we did, Stevenage away, for example. I mean, okay, granted, we, you know, we did go one 0 down, but that was completely against run of play. But we absolutely outplayed them off the park for the ninety minutes. Now we know we got that, got that in the locker. So let's, you know, we need to get back into. Uh, back into doing that, and um, like you say, if, if we um, if we start doing that, it, it certainly would be mouth to watch us. Roger
2: says ahead of Saturday that he wouldn't change the uh, back three formation, the system change. Uh, don't don't change the system. So keep the the wing backs in there. I mean, for me, I, I think it's I think it's an interesting one because you've obviously got the Hayden White situation to, to deal with in terms of team selection anyway, but. <coughs> Like you said earlier, nath we've been a lot better in the last month when we've gone four at the back. Yeah. And we've looked a little bit more stronger because teams haven't been able to hit us um on the counter. We've been probably guilty of trying to overplay a little bit and yeah. and trying to play too high and teams know how to exploit that. But when we're in that four, whether it's four three three, four, two, three, one, Four three one or four three two one or whatever it is, yeah. whatever combination with that back four, we just look a little bit stronger at the back and we're able to grow through the middle and that showed in the three goals which we scored
7: at at Colchester. Didn't yeah. it? I think that's the, the thing is, like by saying for the back, we're not saying just go for a flat four four two because we're better than that. We've yeah. got you know we, we we're not just going to do that. We've got so many like you said there, four four three threes and four one twos and whatever. So, you know we've got that. Personnel in the in the middle of the park and, and the forwards that can easily rotate through those positions. So it's not like we're going to be very straightforward with it. We we can be a lot more creative, which is what we need to do. Uh, but like you say, I, I, there's been so many games of late where they where they've not been going to plan. Uh, where We've been sussed out. Carlisle, you you know, you call just the first half. Um, Yeovil. I mean, okay, we didn't we didn't get back into that one, but it's a fine fine example of where they we played. We definitely played better when we changed it. Um, and I think even Crawley as well, I'm sure we did that uh, that game as well. So there's been a lot of games anyway where we've changed it, and you can't ignore that we have upped our game. So um, is it, we, we, But we've never started with it, so is it time to see what it's like from the start?
2: And if you need... I, I think sometimes in football you can become creatures of habit, and I think, like lots of people are saying in the comments, when it's working, why change it, especially with the style of football we play? But having watched us drop into that four... We can still play our short passing game and our fluid, our fluid <coughs> movement game with that back four because, as you say, Nathan, it's not a four-four-two. You've got the back; it's a flat back four. I'll give you that. Although the two backs do. Bomb on and push on when we've got the ball. Yeah. It's more of a 4 2 3 1 with obviously Bishop and Mellis sitting a little bit deeper and doing that defensive work that like they need to. And then your likes of Walker, Grant, CJ, Ty, um, obviously Rose, um, and the players up there, Joe say as well, all doing that attacking work. And it becomes <coughs> we can get players in the box, we can flood the box and give them something to think about. So I don't think it's a case of. Going back to an old style which doesn't suit us, we're actually adapting an old style to, to suit
7: us. The thing is, what you just said, you just said there. I don't know if someone's out and say, if, if it's not broke, then why fix it? But is 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 it not broke? Because um, when we have been playing that formation, we've been losing games. It's only when we've changed it, we've we've won it. So can you say if it's not broke, don't fix it? Because if we, maybe if we stuck with that, um, you know, the three-five, whatever you want to call it. Would we have got back into the position of, of winning games? I, I think it's imp- you can't. You c- it's impossible to say because we've never stuck with it. We've changed it when we've been turning it around. I think had you, to.
2: The look at if you look at all the games where we've turned had to turn games around. It's because we've gone to a back four. Stevenage, um, obviously away. Carlisle Saturday at Colchester. There's games which you can go further back as well. Yeah. So maybe the answer is sort of hidden.
7: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to be negative and say it is broken because uh, you know we're still a very strong team at doing that. But I don't think it is broken to, you know, to never return. I just think we're just like showing said, a little bit of
2: vulnerability. Yeah, at the end.
7: and teams have figured it out. They've, they've they've you know they're going to do their, their research and teams have come to us now whether it's been away whether we've been away or, or at home and, and and played a certain way which works against that formation and, and they've seen success so the other teams have been looking at thinking right well it's worked for them we'll do that put our own little spin on it but we do, they're doing the, pretty much the same things and it's been working for them so it's now time for us to to throw them off and start with something different, and then, and then we're, we're back in control of it. And then, if, if it comes to it and we, we want to revert back to it, we, we can do that easily.
2: Victor says in the comments, We need to bring somebody in who can keep the clean sheets coming. Need <clears throat> to go, we need to go at teams. I think Smith will come good with, with the clean sheets. His, his shot stopping is certainly up there. I think, again, it's that vulnerability which we showed while we conceded twice against <clears> the <throat> good Colchester uh, side. I think we'll, the clean sheets will, will return. The defence is still the strongest. In the division, I don't think there's too much we need to panic about there. But one thing uh, is for sure, though it's <laughs> it's annoying because we're sitting here talking about conceding twice, and that's a, a bad thing. Them to come back <laughs> into it, but it's not how
7: you start; it's how you it's how you finish. Yeah, and um, that's all you can you can ask for. I mean, obviously, it'd be in a perfect world, you'd love a, a great start and clean sheet and, and come away from like like contest with a three 0 win, but. That's not, it's not always going to go your way and that's what football is no matter no matter where you are on the table you know like yo yeah, will come to us and, and took all three points it's sometimes games just don't go to plan but what you've got to be able to do is come together as a team and, and react to, to what's happening and that is 100% exactly what we did on, on Saturday and by that you know we're saying coming together I think we saw exactly what it meant to the players and the management at that full time whistle because it was um, incredible scenes and you know, I, I don't want to talk too early, touch wood, but that's sort of the the signs of a, a promotion win inside.
2: Josh says, if we go four at the back, I think that we'll get more control of the midfield, which will help stop the counterattacks. Completely agree. Um, it was, as you say, a roller coaster of emotions. And I said, as I said at the very top of the show in the introduction um, to tonight's show, um, it's one of those, really, which... Um, you know, when you fall from a height and find yourself in times of trouble, do you stay grounded and concede defeat, or do you stand up and be counted? Obviously, we had to ask that question. It's not one of my quotes. It's one from the Great Book of Dave uh, and the Galvanized Book of Great Quotes. So, without further ado, I think it's time to hear from the, the author of that book. Let's hear from David Flitcroft and get his reaction to that 3-2 victory away at Colchester, which seemed to mean so much to the Stags gaffer. Keep your comments coming in. Here's David Flickcroft reflecting on that 3-2 win at Colchester.
3: he has been a collective work ethic, a togetherness. You know, the new players coming in have really fainted into the squad really quick. And, you know, to seeing lone players... Adapt and, and and want to become Mansfield Town players. You realise that that togetherness is strong, and, and then in moments when you're one nil down, two nil down, you've got to have a resolve. We impacted more in the second half, first half. It was too intricate. It was too soft. It wasn't. There was no punch. There was no impact. It, you know, it, it wasn't us. We we suddenly thought that. Now we could just keep passing our way. There's more more ways to beat, beat any team. And, you know, we had to make their defenders work and we didn't first half. Um, but we certainly did second half. And then when you've got the quality that we have up the pitch, Nicky's ball, he's put it in thinking like a striker. For CJ's run, it's a f- phenomenal ball. You know, when you look at, again, Nicky in the box, you know, on his goal, um, Tyler's finish is pure so just, just outstanding really uh, but you've got, to, you've got to ask questions of any team the important one is is, is, is one the one you have to get the one and that's why I kept explaining to them uh, at half time the one the two one it changes mindset it changes the stadium it changes how, how our supporters feel it changes how uh, they feel and you've got to get it um, but you can't run the risk of going gung or and, and them going to 3-1. Um, and, and if they do, you know, go go to 3-0, then you're not going to get the result. So one, once we got the one, you could feel it. Momentum's key uh, in anything. And we had that momentum at 2-1. Um, and it put them on the back foot. Um, second one, and then you could smell the third. Uh, we saw the game out. Uh, we knew there'd be a load of extra time. We saw the game out and, uh, you know, it ended up being... Uh, a great victory
2: David Flickcroft there saying that you could smell the third goal at uh, Colchester on Saturday I don't know whether it was a third goal Nath or the squeaky bums from all the Colchester fans who were watching their team fall <laughs> apart I don't know about you no idea but I'm not sure you had to get the one you know the one it, the it's one all about the one the one which galvanises
7: you. <laughs> Honestly, I think we'd make a mint if we did the David Flickcroft book of quotes. I think uh, you could certainly uh, get someone together. There's, there's so much <laughs> stuff to come out with this season. I, I still, my favourite's still the sponge. How about some Novelty Mans for Matters t-shirts with some Flickcroft quotes on t-shirts mugs I think we could certainly uh, get something together I think that'd be class that would what we need is we need a, a panel member who works at a printing company it'd be quite handy wouldn't it, but, it would, wouldn't it yeah but I don't know where, where, where could we find one of those maybe pantomime, yeah. maybe yeah Oh, no, he isn't. Oh, yes, he is. Uh, David up there speaking to you. I
2: Follow Sags. Uh, keep your comments coming in uh, tonight. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. A very good evening to you if you've just joined us on the live feed. Where have you been? We start at 6.30-ish uh, every single uh, Thursday night. And if you listen to the audio version of this, come and join us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash mtfc matters. Uh, earlier we were asking, obviously, with uh, the downside to that 3-2 victory was the... Uh, uh, broken leg to uh, Hayden White, who has been brilliant on Instagram this week. <laughs> um, what was the quote? He was asked about what, what was it? I asked about Knox County. I don't. Um, I don't do Instagram, so you're gonna have to film in with it. Okay, so Instagram, you can sort, you can put stories on for 24 hours, and you can yeah. get a thing where you ask. Um, you can get people to ask you questions someone asked him something about what do you think about Notts County or what's the difference between uh, Stanks and, and Notts County and he put something like was it uh, twenty some places and thirty odd points or something, <laughs> and it was it was just brilliant. So Deadpan. Uh, but we we've, we've been asking who you'd like to see, obviously replace him. The options were at right wing back, C J Hamilton, Will Atkinson, other within the squad, or a new signing. Run through the results, some very interesting uh, results uh, as well. Lots of you voted uh, on it, of course, and um, nobody. Voted for C J Hamilton, so clearly lots of people want to see uh, C J Hamilton up the pitch. Uh, Will Atkinson came in uh, in last pl- in third place with 20% of the vote. Other within the squad, 35%, and a new sign-in uh, at 45% was the winner of uh, that poll. Thank you very much for voting. If you did vote, if you want to vote on another poll, we'll be publishing one of those within the next five minutes uh, as well. Um, let's uh, just wrap things up on that. Last chance to uh, uh, get your comments in on uh, on that. Uh, Alan says, I'd like to see Preston move across to right back. What's your
7: thoughts? I don't know. I do I... I, I mean, you said he's played there a little bit, hasn't he? Previously, so um, glimpses, he, like, yeah, where he's had to fill in. Yeah, so I feel like that's something. Like, if we really had to, you know, if, if we like I said, saying that, he's also done stints up front. So, well, yeah, <laughs> as you do. So, um, give him the gloves. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, but no, I think, like I say, if if we really had to, he could. So, you know, I wouldn't be too disheartened if you know if that, if you know looked at the team sheet at the start of the. Um, you start the day and, and he, is, he is there. It's not the end of the world. But like I said, I just think we've got better options. Uh, first of all, trying to bring somebody in. But if not, I'd probably stick with Atkinson. And I just I, because if you put him out there, if you want to stick with three at the back, who are you going to put in the in, in, you know in the three in the back? So because obviously Murphy isn't ready yet. So it, it depends. It depends, doesn't it? Yeah. What, what sort of formation we're going to go with? Um, I'm, I'm, all I can say is I'm glad this is the problem of Flitcroft and that not not of us fans because I think even we couldn't come to a conclu- conclusion on this to be honest. Obviously loads of people jump on the Anderson
2: uh, bandwagon. <clears throat> Quick thoughts on, on that situation. We've covered it quite a lot, especially back in uh, mid-October, early November time when he clearly wasn't getting anywhere, but uh, yeah. for, for me it would be there's obviously bridges that need to be built and I don't think it's just the case of a small bridge. I think it's like Basically, building a bridge from Mans- from
7: Mansfield to Australia. <laughs> yeah, um, another one from the David <laughs> Flickroth book of quotes, by the way. <laughs> I, I do know that one. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think um, he spoke a lot about the dressing room being the right balance and things like that. And you know, he's, he's, he he came out in uh, press a couple of weeks ago and and said that you know he was encouraging. Uh, Omari and uh, Omari yeah. can we say it right <laughs> no I'm not, I ain't doing that um, Omari oh, and, uh, and, and and Ando to, to you know to look for other clubs I think that was probably more targeted uh, Ando to by reading his sort of uh, you know how he was conducting that interview because it was more about Anderson than, than Omari at that point so I just don't think it's going to happen and I don't I, you know we've got that together as a squad do we want to upset it with something's not right there so would it be a good thing like I said at the moment we've got the option of January we, in, you know, we never want a player to get injured but we've got the look that it's coming January and we've got this opportunity to act on it so uh, let's see what happens with that but if we can 't get anybody in and it's we, we, you know you never know you, you never know in football team atkinson that 's all i 'm saying uh, Victor's been in touch and says
2: teams are coming to our place and sitting back and just trying to hit us on the break uh, completely agree with you there Victor that 's why as we mentioned before we heard from from Dave uh, about going back to a back four uh, Peter says sometimes our build ups are just too slow which allows the opposition to push up and stops us from playing playing out from the back is okay providing the ball gets up to the front runners quicker doing a 15 passes move and you 're only at the halfway line facing a, a side with all their players behind
7: the, the ball is no good. Um, and Roger but, uh, sorry. Well, no, I, like said, but but do we want to be one of them team? You know, like we have been in passing, just, just smashing it forward. But, you know, it's, it's 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 a really difficult one. This because people, <coughs> when we're playing that long ball, you get so many fans that you want to keep the ball a bit more, pass it around because uh, you know, you're in control of the, the game then and yes I, I, you know I agree that at times especially in recent weeks've we've, we've sometimes been uh, guilty of being statues which we hadn't done up to that point uh, so whether that's confidence things or, or, or what I'm not sure but so you, you need to keep that movement there but why you got control of the ball the, the opposition can't hurt you so I don't mind us passing it around and things like that and keeping keeping the ball because it's, it's what fans most fans want to see. But all we just need a bit of urgency with it, you know. Keep that intensity, and that's probably the challenging bit. And that's the difference between just keeping the ball and not doing anything, and, and keeping the ball and being attacking and. Uh, threatening with it so it's just that in terms of me to be raised a bit
2: let's move on Uh, Jordan asks what's your opinion on Danny Rose's form this season Uh, gutter for him as it just doesn't seem to be happening for him in terms of goals Um, and Chris uh, replies to that and says the role Danny's playing is like a false 10 which suits him uh, which puts him in a defensive core position and it works uh, for the team Um, and Jordan says that yes but in front of goal he looks like a shadow of last season let's deal with that in in two parts. Danny Rose is an out and out centre forward, scoring the goals, being the leading scorer as he was last season, and Danny Rose's contribution this season. Let's start with the former. Danny Rose out and out in front of goal. Why is it not happening for him?
7: I think, to be honest, I, I, even last season, even though he was our top goal scorer, I remember sitting here on our podcast or wherever we was, cause it was, because it was all over the place at that time when it was in. We was in fields and all sorts. But um, I remember sitting here and, and we were pretty much saying the same thing. I'm just on that. I'm glad we we decided to start doing them live and not just meet up in a park every week. It looked a bit weird. It was a bit weird. I'm not, not going to say we I think we did get a few. I mean, we ended up in a cafe was, didn't we? It was, yeah. uh, when the rain started coming down. It wasn't the that best time. That was a nightmare that it was. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we was... Uh, I, I remember a lot of times saying... We went through spells where we were saying we just needed to come off his, off his backside or just, you know, get that... Get out of luck and things mm. like that, and I just think he's one of them players. Unfortunately, where he has his dry spells, which which a lot of players do, and I think goals wise, he's going through that. And I don't, I don't, I've never sort of, but I never think he's a prof- prolific goal at it. You know, I think if you're going to have players going through one one with a keeper, I'd rather have Tyler than than Rose at the moment because he's a little bit like Hemings, where he needs four or five chances before he'll stick one in the net, and unfortunately, that's. Well, you know, that's just how I feel. It is so. I'd rather see him playing the role that he's doing this season, uh, and albeit yes, he hasn't played it that much because coming off the bench. But when he has done it, uh, for example, Crawley, for example, he, he probably—I want to say he won us the game, but he certainly helped us get over the line because he, the way he held up the ball towards the end, he was very smart in his play, and I think he's just doing a different role which we need. It's a, it's a different thing that we haven't got in the squad.
2: The problem is, and 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 here this is this is the the highlight for me. I actually, and this is probably controversial for a, few, for a few I prefer Danny Rose this season to last season and there's a there's a reason for that yes he got us all the goals last season scored some tremendous goals Shaw Lane etc etc but that was through direct play and more uh, the way we played which was lumping the ball forward and getting crosses into the box he's a terrific player in, in that respect but I think We relied on him a lot last season. And I think, especially towards the back end of the season, where he wasn't doing as much, it obviously wasn't as fit as what (coughs) he needed to be. He was starting to struggle a little bit. The pressure mounted and mounted and mounted. And I think that whole situation played a big part in what happened in the summer. And I think relying on him and looking at him as here's Danny Rose on your team sheet, get the ball to Danny, he's going to score. Now, get the ball to Danny, he's going to create, and Walker, CJ, Grant, Jose, de blah, blah, and all the others are going to okay. score. I think, if I was judging the two, I'd have the Danny Rose of this season in the position he is in this season. And as I said it last week, as a sort of tongue-in-cheek comment, but I meant it. I think, as he progresses through his years, I'd look at... Look, Turning him into a box-to-box midfielder, he can defend. Arguably, he's one of our best defenders in terms of seeing the game out. And he's clever players, you said, and he creates chances. He sees things which other players don't see. He comes on. He contributes. Goals will come from him eventually, but I don't think you need to look at him as a 20-goal-a-season man. You need to look at him at a 10-goal-a-season man, maybe a a five-five a to 10-goal-a-season man. Yeah. He's not the one
7: who's going to. Be getting the headlines. I mean, the the good thing here for us at for us at the moment is that so we we don't. I mean, obviously you'd love every player to be scoring goals, 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 but we're not relying on him because we've got uh, we've got Walker scoring, we've got and we've got other players chipping in. We have got CJ getting up there scoring goals. I, you know, hopefully a Jose now. Will, uh, you know, he's already got his first goal. Definitely and away from home. Name. He's going to boss it away from home. Yeah, so you know, he's another player that has everything to sort. You know, finding the net. So. Uh, and you know, hopefully Grant will start getting a few. And so, you, and, and the midfield, you know, you got Menace who's already got a, a couple this season. Bish has already got a couple as well. So, we don't want to be relying on one man because that's that's probably you know, even if he does get you know twenty goals, still relying on one man is not twenty goals isn't going to win your promotion that no, you <laughs> know sound, so, you <laughs> winning know. games when you get your promotion yeah. it doesn't
2: matter who scores the goal they can all be long ball forwards from Jordan Smith which bounce over the keepers at LRL and Marriott yeah. uh, it doesn't matter how they're going it's all about winning the games uh, John says is it maybe a slight confidence issue yeah of course it is when you're scoring goals you're a striker you're not scoring um, you're not performing you're feeling the, the pressure a little bit but I can guarantee this Dave will be putting his arm around him and saying do you know what for me lads you're doing absolutely fantastic like you did at Berry like he did at Barnsley when when you were a young kid. Rose is playing the role, which Flickcroft wants him to do. All right, he's not getting a start at the minute, and he's only coming on for 10, 15 minutes, but he's still affecting the game, and he's still affecting the game in a positive way, which gets us three points. And as long as he keeps doing that, I don't care if Danny Rose never scores another goal in the Mansfield shirt again. As long as he carries on doing what he's doing week upon week and contributing in the way he has, because his attitude... His application, since all the, I nearly swore, that (laughs) happens in the summer, has been absolutely phenomenal. A young lad on young shoulders, that for me is just part of this special fire which is burning in that dressing room.
7: And To add to that as well, you like you said, he's a young lad and he's got a lot of time to change his game and, and 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 work on that role that he is doing and uh you know we'd, we'd probably say Danny Rose is in his best form of his of his career at the moment no but on a on a Saturday or a Tuesday night I still look at the bench and when things aren't going right I look at the bench and think right who on there can come on come on and change it and give us something different and every time you know Danny Rose is on there I think he can he can win us headers, wins us free kicks and now I've got Grantian who can actually do some damage from free kicks, that's another positive. Um, you know, let's say he's great in the air which links up the play and he's playing that different role, he's, he's somebody that can come on and do something different which I don't think really anybody else on that on that bench can offer. So, um, But imagine that with Adana Rose who is in form which I do think will come at some point this season. So, uh so there were a few players saying I'd let him go this, this January but I think they're, they're madness. ridiculous utter utter madness utter, utter madness um, you have to you have to
2: score, care if he hasn't been scoring it's in his job title no it's not where in his job
7: title does he say he has to score goals if he helps the team score goals it's, it's still doing the job it, it, any player their, their job is to go on a pitch give up a percent and win the matches so however they do it doesn't really matter yeah, you just need to win the matches and, and give, like I say, give hundred percent. And like uh, right. Stephen, is away that header he put across for yeah. second goal, you know, he hasn't scored. But if he wasn't there to to, to pull that header across, he wouldn't have got that goal. So I mean, of course I care that he's, you know, obviously hasn't got
2: goals. But I'm just, I was making a point that contribution means more to me personally as a fan than what grabbing the headlines and getting the goal the goal side does. As long as as you're contributing as a a side, you know, you could argue the same as, you know, say, for example, I don't know, you have a a spell at the start of the season where one centre-half defender is scoring from uh, every corner and then it gets to December and then the missing enders are not scoring from a corner. Do you then say, oh, they're not scoring, so they're not doing the job? Of course you don't. It's all about being a
7: team, isn't it, and working for one another. Yeah, I I I, I think, like I say, the, the main the main point is that we don't need to rely on Danny Rose like we have in the past because we've got other players that can do the job. So, uh, like I say, as long as he's coming on and contributing in a positive way, even if it's not scoring goals, as long as he's doing something else, then what's the problem with that? I look at it in this way. You you mentioned the word past there. We haven't got Danny
2: Rose of the past. We've got Danny Rose of the here and now. Get behind him, support him, back him. And the goods, whether it's goals, assists, or whatever, will come because he's part of Mansfield Town Mm -hmm. and it's Mansfield Town what counts most. That's it. Big speech. Yeah, isn't it? From the David... Flitcroft uh, book of quotes uh, Jeff says he's a striker they score goals uh, he's still a good player as they say class is permanent uh, form is temporary spot on with the quote my argument would be yeah he's, he, he is a, a striker but for me personally in terms of his development which is, which is what I've been trying to say um, I think under Flitcroft and his future I think will be better served if he was
7: to drop a little bit deeper, can we move on? Let's let's, let's yeah. can we can we, we move on? What we want is uh, Dave come out impressed and say that he's not a striker. He's playing a, a, an attacking midfield role. Make come on, easier. Dave. Come you on, just Dave. Just do that, and then, then it makes it easier. Then he's not as soon as he loses that title as a striker. He's not. He's not uh, under the pressure to score as many goals. He's, he can play a different role. So, come cool on, Dave. Swords out. Danny Rose, top goalkeeper. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, this is going to be a very
2: very quick one uh, as well. If I can find it, Jordan asks, uh, "Son of the season, in your opinion, should we both say it on?" three yeah one two three Bishop done we I knew we were going to say that uh, I would probably throw in there uh, Ryan Sweeney as well uh, which brings me nicely onto our next um, our next uh, poll which I'm just going to publish uh, now we were talking earlier about potentially uh, freeing up one of the lone spots to get in a loan <coughs> player to play right wing back and cover that position to do that uh, you'd have to sign effectively one of the five loan players because you can only have five loan players in a matchday squad, hence why Elschnick went back. With me so far. Yeah. So I'm asking, if the Stags were looking uh, to free up that loan spot and sign one of the... Uh, turn one of the loans into a permanent addition, who would you sign? Sweeney, Smith, say, and only because you can only do um, four options on these bloody things, Walker or Grant. <laughs> My... Straight away, my vote would be Sweeney. Yours?
7: Who I'd want, or what I think's realistic? What he thinks? Right, let's go with the two. What? Who would you want? Right. If, if I if I won, we'd probably go probably go for for Grant. And realistic? Realistic? Uh, Jose. It's simply because of the fact. But but it's, I say it's realistic, but it's probably not because I think if we had the opportunity to sign him permanently, we would have done it but for some reason we haven't but the reason why I say he's the most realistic is because I'm pretty sure he's only got six months left on his uh, Charlton contract so up on the free. so yeah so obviously when we're waiting for that and opening this is sort of his I don't want to say his, his trial but you know to see how it works out see so if he fits in with us and, and then go for him in the summer maybe but is he? would he be a possibility if we didn't need to get somebody on loan to, to make it permanent now and even if we had to pay something, obviously it wouldn't be as much as his normal price like if he had two or three years on his contract, because he's only got six months left, which makes a big, big difference in the uh, valuation. So for me, he would be the most realistic one to snap up on a permanent.
2: I would 100% be looking to put money in for Sweeney, because I think uh, since he's been coming in, he's been absolutely class. Uh, Stoke will obviously probably be looking at him to play at a high level last year. Um, we're looking to become a League One club next season. He's got League One experience with Bristol Rovers. Uh, he's got international experience. I just think he, since he's come into the side, we've been a lot more solidified in there and just stronger. So for me, I'd, I'd be look, in terms of what we could get out of it, I'd be looking at Sweeney. His, his passes a little bit, a, bit, a
7: little bit at times.
2: A little bit, but <laughs> you got you got to overlook that. It's not his job to pass because he's not a midfielder. That's <laughs> it. Shall we hear from somebody else? Yeah. Let's, let's hear. hear from another man uh, who's been at the heart of that back three, the man who is a leader, the man who is a legend, the chief. The captain, Christian Pearce. He's been speaking to I Follow Staggser early today. First of all, reflecting on the injury to best mate, Hayden White. Here's Christian Pearce. Cheers!
5: I was devastated. Um, obviously, it's a big loss to the team. We're close after pitch as well, so... Yeah, it's, it's a major loss for us. I think he's coming in today as well, so he's, he seems in good spirits and, and everyone at the club is trying to keep him in high spirits, so he'll be, back, he'll be back before you know it. It's, it's quite a, like I said, tight-knit group. It's almost like a family at times, so yeah, we try and try and have each other's back at all times. I think this has been a good season so far, and obviously, I think this is this is the season where we finally get get over the over the line. So every point matters, and every every point is important for us. So three is massive. I think obviously we're we're very tough to beat at home, and and since I've been here, our away records. Been what's let us down at times, so I know how important it is to go to places like Colchester and get three points. We're definitely hard to beat and and hard to be at home as well. All of us enjoy defending. Um, obviously, we, we're quite organised, and I think because we're all close off the pitch, it helps. So yeah, there's a it's a tight knit group. All of us add something different to to the back three slash five. So we all have our strengths and weaknesses, and we all try and help each other out
2: Christian Pierce speaking to you, I Follow Stags uh, early today he said there Nathan, about the tightness uh, of the group we're going to hear from Mal Benning in a minute uh, as so, well to, so Mal. Sir Mal sorry Sir Mal I'll bow down to you uh, as well um, about his thoughts on it as well I think it showed didn't it the tightness of the group if that tightness wasn't there we wouldn't be turning these games on its head and it just goes to show doesn't it from the reaction of the players after each and every game and none more so than at uh, Colchester on Saturday how much winning football matches and getting up that league table and getting closer to that achievement touch wood um, actually means to them doesn't
7: it yeah and and, I mean the, the one thing is I think winning games brings that positivity and togetherness in the group which is a massive thing but Obviously, they've got to win the games in the first place to get to that point, and I think uh, a lot of credit has to go to um, you know Dave for his re- and, and the team for the recruitment in the summer because um, you know, I remember you know sitting there obviously excited for all the summers, uh, summer for all the signings coming in and things like that. And the, the most important thing is I think we only bought in six, seven yeah. in summer, and uh, you, know, you know we let we let quite a few go and. I think the most important for us is we've had a, a relatively small group, and I think yes, it can be challenging at times when you start picking up injuries, like you know, like, like you know, we have done a little bit. But I think that helps manage a squad when you've got um, you know so many quality additions in there, but you want to get the the balance right and the personnel sort of gelling. And and to flip that on the opposite side, you, you look at other teams in the in the league, and I'm. Yeah, you know, sorry to bring them up, uh, but Notts County—they've got forty, just under forty players on the books. All big signings were, you know, season's favourites to win the league, and you just look exactly what's happened there, and that's that's what you get when you have a massive squad, and it's happened to us in the past. So, it's you know, a lot of credit has to go to the to the management team for for bringing the group together and, and managing them correctly.
2: Credit also to the chairman and CEO, who this week, uh, after being on billionaire babies once again, <laughs> yeah. did you watch that? I need to watch know? that. I haven't seen one on now. I need to uh, get our catch up. They brought a circus to the One called Stadium, um, and I don't mean the Knox County game uh,
7: for the for the kids' birthday. I seem to remember someone tweeting that joke. Where is that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. At name phase ninety four neat well there you go Uh, but after that
2: game after that TV show they announced uh, the news that uh, for the Macclesfield game uh, under 18s go free first of all what do you reckon what do you make of uh,
7: that offer that's a great thing Um, you know we we want to get younger people into the club because obviously they're the future Uh, so that's, that's, that's a massive thing and we're certainly a very uh, family-oriented club, especially with the, the new uh, children's play area centre thing in the Quarry Lane end. Um, you know, you know, fantastic thing that the club have done. Um, and I think that's a great offer. You know, we, it's not one that's going to lose us money. You know, for example, doing two pound a match. Uh, you know, that that yes, it might get bummed on the seats and stuff, but in the long run, it's not a very good in in you know financial decision for the for the for the club so it's better than that it's not going to upset current uh, season ticket holders uh, so it's for me it's a, a, a smart decision let's just hope that uh, the town get behind it because I feel like we're doing a lot now with, with the community mainly football and Cooney well done Craig and the rest it's of the amazing. team but there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of things to be <laughs> positive about both on and off the pitch now so it's time to sort of Carry on trying to grow those attendances and get the youth involved and think of the future.
2: Yeah, certainly isn't. They can come and come down and have a look at all the stuff that football community do as well. Get involved with playing football on the 3G before and properly uh, enjoy the uh, the match day experience. The adults have got to uh, to obviously come along with them as well. So it might help to boost that a little bit, especially if you've got uh, the kids sort of going come on dad come on take me down to the one call that's what we want isn't it we want, yeah. we want the next generation of fans
7: coming in and enjoy, enjoying it and making it uh, one to remember and, and I think the important thing as well is as, as supporters is let's try and get the atmosphere going a bit again in, uh, in the home games because uh, I've noticed sim- certainly the oval game the whole way through it it was flat and, and for large amounts of the crawler game until we, t- till we scored it was pretty flat so you know I think the the kids that are coming in, if they're first times and things, they, they want to come and have that positive atmosphere and positive sort of environment. So, you know, let's let's do what we've done for ninety-five percent of the season and just get behind the team, regardless of what's happening at that moment in time, and uh, make it an enjoyable um, enjoyable day. And we've seen certainly Stephen is away, how the team react to a good a positive atmosphere, and it, it gets us over. It's that twelfth mile and gets us over the line. So, uh, and that's hope. You know, like I say. Do it for the for the newbies coming in, and let's do it for the for the team and you know, hope for their repairs with
2: three points. And quite generally as well, that atmosphere has been really, really good as well. Let's get the thoughts of uh, Sir Mal Benin uh, on the crowd and the season so far. Here is Sir Mal speaking earlier today to I Follow Stakes. Here's Mal Benin.
6: Especially at home, obviously when say if it's a tight game and we're on top, obviously the crowd makes all the difference, gives you that extra push as players on the pitch to hopefully go and get that winner or preserve a lead or whatever so the more fans are better obviously they stuck with us through the drawing period we had at the start of the season and obviously now we're rewarding them with the style of football we're playing and um, results and hopefully that continues. They've been very good to support our fandom um, to come all that way to Colchester which was a very far far way to come but um, it was superb to share the victory with them. We had a few stern words at half time but it wasn't like Obviously the gaffer losing it all but it was just more of him saying why are you going to let such a good opportunity go and what what we, could we do more to um, turn the game around and we just knew if we get the first goal in the second half we could have that momentum to go and win it. Obviously we had two losses on the bounce which we didn't want but the way we have reacted from them has been superb. Obviously against Crawley before the new signings come in. Um, They did very well and obviously you saw what they could do against colchester which we turned the game around after half time so it's been good the first season um we were in and around the playoffs quite a bit and even last season we were obviously in around the playoffs quite a bit but now we're in the top three it's like you said there's a different feeling it's like games on saturday it's well season gone by you pierce would probably agree as well would you think oh at 2-0 down we wouldn't come back but as you said there's a different feeling and a different, um, different bit of quality this year and you can really tell that so hopefully it'll be a good season
2: so Mal Bellin speaking to I follow Stags earlier today obviously uh, said there uh, about the, the feeling the squad he's been in the dressing room for a very long time now Nath is almost on the verge of getting his own statue isn't he I mean yeah. Christian Pearce they're, they're together but he says that it's one of the if not the best dressing room atmosphere he's felt and to think of the teams that he's been in the 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 ways in which those seasons have gone that gives you that little bit more of that warm feeling, doesn't it? That you know, those players who've been here for a long time yeah. know what it means to the fans and can carry that through rather than fall short of the final hurdle. Yeah, I mean, hearing
7: that from a player that's you know one of the longest serving players mm. in the current squad, um, that's what you want to hear because, like you say, he's he has something to compare it to at Mansfield Town, whereas you know, the, the other players come in and say it's positive, but. Um, you know, they've not been involved in the the few seasons I've Whereas he, you know, he's been here since the Adam Murray days, or yeah. before that was it. I'm, I'm not quite sure how far I stretched Murray back. Days. But, uh, he's been here for a long time anyway. So for him to, uh, you know, to, to to say that, you know, obviously is a uh, only a positive, obviously a positive thing.
2: Another positive thing this week has been uh, the uh, signings uh, on longer-term deals of uh, Alistair Smith and Jordan Graham. Got it right. right. Um, what do you make of that? It says a lot for the way we're looking towards our future, doesn't it, by securing these young players. They might not go straight in. I think Jordan Graham's obviously impacting more and more and more as the season goes on. Alistair Smith probably needs a, a bit more loan time. But the fact we're securing players and churning players out through our Tired to win an academy uh, year upon year, it's it's only a good thing that we're producing good
7: local talent. Yeah, and I think um, I think Dave or Futch, somebody said in their uh, their interview that a lot of credit has to go to the to the staff who's working with these boys uh, week in week out. And like you said for for years and years, you know we've been showing that we're. We're doing the right things because we're winning titles and doing well in cups, etc. So, uh, but we all knew that it was going to take a bit of time till these players started, you know, getting in amongst the first team. But we've, well, we've, you know, we've been saying for years about this, this dream of getting us all sort of under the same roof, so to speak. At, you know, train at the Rh Academy. Uh, that's now sort of starting to happen. It's only going to get better. And uh, you know, and as supporters, we've had the opportunity to see Jordan Graham. Uh, several times this season, season and we we can see that um, you know he's clearly got the potential there and he's not just been thrown in when things are going well he's been thrown in when we need him to, to make a difference and you could say you know he, he's certainly done well when he has come on he's certainly not been poor uh, so massive for him but Alistair Smith yes we've not seen much of him but the other side of things is that you've got uh, you've got him training around the first team so Dave and Fortune, and obviously the youth team see him Every day, and so they know what ability has got and what potential has got. So, you know, they've, they've earned it and they've got it on merit. So it's only a positive thing for the future of Mansfield Town. Not quite got time to uh, hear from
2: them tonight in the uh, the live version of this. If you're watching the live stream, uh, but if you listen to the audio version of this here's Jordan Graham and Alistair Smith
9: it hit me quite hard like coming back obviously getting back into the routine of training every day but eventually it got easier and easier so I feel a lot stronger been hitting the gym a lot recently as well to like just to get a bit stronger and then running a lot more after games etc so making me like a lot more physically better I think in the league games especially the last five minutes obviously it's not a lot of time to do but I think I've done okay especially against um, Yovo. I think I came on and made a little difference but probably should have scored but it is what it is and then in the checker trade games i think um could have had better games i think it was solid performances I and mean, obviously we got the wins both times so that's more important a lot of the time I chill with tyler jacob mellis um davo amari hayden a few other lads as well but um yeah there's a few of them they're every all the pros like bish and all the senior lads they're all they're all brilliant like they help a lot a lot of the time, like Gaffer used to pull me and like say certain things that he'd want from me, like on the pitch in training and like reserve games and the first team games, and like it's just a, like putting them into putting it into practice and taking it into games. So I think the Gaffer's helped me a lot individually, like gave me things to work on and challenges to
8: set. You develop a lot when you're out on loan. Obviously, it's men's football, competitive. Um, You learn a lot about what wins really mean and you develop your game a lot. It's what you dream as, it's what you work for when you're a kid in in the academy. I started off at the academy uh, obviously under John Dempster in the youth team. Uh, Good two years there, enjoyed it a lot and then uh, obviously went up with uh, Richard Cooper, Michael Whitlow with the 21s. Just learned a lot there. Uh, Really did with off the ball stuff, Um, my whole all-round game really and then obviously where I am now big learning process really because you're away from home at a very young age and uh, not a lot of people do that so you got to get used to it it was a very just trophy filled spell really obviously won back to back leagues uh, didn't do too bad in the cup so yeah a lot of success in the youth team I was out on loan towards the start of the season and obviously getting recalled been in and around training training with them uh, been on the bench a few times as well so yeah it's good to learn around uh, a good standard of players it's been a really good experience I mean when you're playing around better players obviously you have to raise your game uh, there's, a, there's a lot of good players there, and travelling, yeah, you get used to being around uh, the team, mingle with everyone, and yeah, I, I look, up, I look a lot up to uh, Alex McDonald. Uh, obviously, he's been out with a couple of injuries, but he helps me along, talks to me about my game, obviously, and yeah, he, he plays my position, so I look at him, look up to him a lot. <laughs>
2: And, back in the live feed, uh, we have got time, though, to hear from uh, the state's assistant manager, uh, uh, Ben Future, who we'll hear from uh, in a minute. But just a final word on uh, Jordan Graham and uh, Alistair Smith. Um, It is great, isn't it, and it's testament to the work we're doing. And, again, the fact that we're now going to be brought under one roof. I think more so from the summer, the start of next season, in terms of being at the RH Academy, that's going to see more and more of this... Sort of uh, bled into the squad longer term, isn't it?
7: Yeah, like I say, with something like this, you can't just think it's going to be an instant sort of uh, rewards for for what you're doing. We we said it years ago when we we even started with like you know started things like the youth team again and the young twenty ones and things. We knew that it's going to take time, and it's exactly the same with you know with everything coming under the same roof of RH Academy. Uh, it's going to take time, you know. I think it'll probably be a faster process than it has been over the last few years. But that's because everything's been done in the right way up to this point. and And uh, you know, like I said, it's it's only something that is going to strengthen the the um, you know the team and, and and the club in in general. So you know, well done to. Uh, John and Carolyn and everybody that's been involved in this whole project really keep your votes coming in on which loan player you'd
2: potentially like to see make, uh, made permanent during this transfer window which would then of course allow us to uh, free up a loan space to bring somebody in at right wing back uh, following Hayden White's injury uh, you can get your votes in now on the live feed, let's hear from Stagg's assistant boss who's been uh, speaking this week uh, to iFollow Stags. let's get his uh, thoughts on the injury to Hayden White and the C- so far. Here is Stakes assistant boss Ben Futcher.
4: He's fractured his his tibia, so it's quite a, it's quite a bad one. So he's in this morning uh, as quick as we can get him in, and then he starts his recovery from this afternoon. Yeah, he's broke his leg. So um, as I say, everyone's kind of supporting him, giving everything he needs, and the squad have been kind of rocked by it, but. Um, you know he's, he's in the best place. He's getting his surgery. I say this morning, then uh, and we'll go from there. He's been fantastic for us all season. He's covered a variety of uh, positions, and I'm sure White, knowing White, he'll come back stronger than ever. We're looking at options. Obviously, Whitey losing White is a big, a big loss. He covers in a few positions, so we are looking at different options, and um, so we'll see where it takes us. I think it's been a good season. I think when you look at the, the consistency levels the players have shown, to only lose three games, um, some of the football and the way we're trying to play, it was, it's never going to be easy to kind of maintain it all the time but we're trying to do things right the players have really bought into it um, we've got a lot of young players in the team in the squad when you look through it so for them to kind of show the bravery they do are trying to play out from the back trying to play the right way and I think at times some of the football we've played has been scintillating and as I say on Saturday especially to add them goals to it was fantastic you always strive for more and you always want more and you always want better but I say there's 80, with 18 games to go we're in a good position the lads are full of confidence the squad's strong so everyone wants to come in every day the lads love training everyone loves being around the club uh, you feel it at the home games, the fans, the right behind it, the atmosphere at the home games. Um, obviously, with the two with the two young lads signing new pro contracts, that, that that's brilliant for the whole for the whole town. Really, it shows. It shows the work the academy has been doing for years behind the scenes. Maybe not had the recognition, but these young players coming through now, it shows that pathway. We've, we've tried integrating these players into the squad. It adds that little bit of hunger, the youth, and it's fantastic for the whole club, really. It's, it's really a place on the up.
2: Stakes assistant boss, uh, Ben Futcher, speaking to you. I Follow Stakes earlier this week. If you want to watch any of those interviews uh, in full and, of course, some extra Brilliant content on there as well. Mansfieldtown.net forward slash ifollow is the place to be. Uh, We've closed our vote now on the lone player that you'd like to see uh, brought in on a permanent deal if that situation was to arrive. Um, Can't believe nobody went for a Joe sale,
7: (laughs) Smith. That's, so, so what, yeah. what, what are the results 50-50 um, between 50. Sweeney or Walker slash Grant because I couldn't do four options like the, the, the difficulty is with that poll is that like who you'd want well you're probably going to want for the player that's probably the most value and probably the most you know, talented I guess so uh, but like I said, that's why I was like, "What's what you want, and what real, what you could realistically think you're going to get, is two different questions, really." So it's a difficult one.
2: Certainly, as in the comments, though people have been talking about it. Chris says Grant would be uh, the player to sign. He's uh, the the playmaker of the team. Uh, so suits all systems that we play uh, John says I think Grant's been a big input to the squad with movement vision and also knows where the, the goal is uh, Roger says I'm sure Grant's going to start scoring very very good signing uh, would like to see him signed permanently uh, Chris says Smith would also be uh, a good signing uh, therefore Logan could be sold freeing up two, player, two places to build a squad uh, you'd still need a, a backup keeper though got to keep that in mind with Olesnik still out injured but long term I would like to see Smith Sign. Um, yeah, I think probably Logan will be begun in the summer to be honest. My, yeah. my, just my personal feelings on that one. Uh, and uh, Victor says in the comments, uh, with all this talk tonight, we've forgotten about one person. With the midfield uh, playing so well, where do you see Macca playing?
7: I've got an answer for that. Right wing back! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, I, I don't want him go there yeah. either. He could though, actually, that's someone that we have forgot about. He pro- potentially could play that, couldn't he? So it's another option that. I'm sure Dave and Fletcher have got it in the mind but am I right in thinking that his injury he's had a bit of a setback with it and yeah like there doesn't
2: seem to be any, cl- any clarity does there on how long it'll be and even so it's going to be another Murphy situation isn't it as you've got to slowly nurse him back in yeah. you can't just say right we've got a spot are you fit to play yes and
7: off you go you've got to him in there. yeah uh, I said it numerous times last year I always prefer him in the middle than on the on the even if it's midfield on the right yeah. anyway so mm, it's a, it's, a, it's a potential. No one who we haven't considered.
2: And I'm, I'm going to um, keep it brief. it just can calm. We play right-sided as a right-wing role. It's only really right-wing back, really. It's only having yeah. to have that defensive work to your game, yeah. you, isn't it? He might get a game then. You never know. No I mean, offence, Otis. Well, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's not being harsh, is it? It's the fact that he's, he's come in. He obviously had that. He started relatively well. Got injured and hasn't been able to get yeah. a solid place Which is inside credit for those in front of them, exactly. Really. It's not no, no bad doing on his part whatsoever.
7: I mean, it, it, it could be a possibility. I mean, I, I don't know about his hunger of, of getting of what you're know, doing the defensive work. I mean, the difference is. I mean, we know CJ where he is. He, he's still one of those that gets back regardless and, and puts, in, in puts in that effort. So you know, I, I don't know, but it's a potential. It
2: certainly is. Um... Uh, Roger says that Macca would be a good sub for Grant Mellis etc if needed we'll have to get back gradually I'd imagine and that's it isn't it you know like we were saying at the top of the show with the Murphy situation it's the same with Macca sometimes if you fly too close to the sun you're going to get burnt guess what book that's from hmm book
7: of Galvanised Dave
2: (laughs) the book of Galvanised Dave well that's just about it for this week once again Nath we said before the show we've just been the two of us here that we thought we'd be here for about ten minutes we're an hour and fifteen in. So what, what we're proving is you and I can talk absolute rubbish for, uh, for a uh, long
7: time. Yeah, which I think we knew deep down anyway. Probably, probably. but I think uh, Kieran quite has well everyone for sticking with us. Thanks.
2: It certainly <laughs> does. I mean, it's it, it's a slog. I mean, uh, it's pro- arguably listening to us two for over an hour and fifteen minutes is probably harder than watching Chesterfield and Notts County combine this season. Oh so
7: gosh.
2: It's probably true though. Um, but as always, we end on predictions. Obviously, uh, two games coming up before we meet again. Um, Saturday at home to Tranmere and then the one on Tuesday night Forest Green away referee if you dare if the weather is bad if you dare think start the box. game and get, get it to uh, half time so we have to pay again I might
7: be upon a murder charge <laughs> I think we know the, the attendance for the third game if that's the case yeah none away following of uh, zero um, yeah so I'm going to go Tranmere 2-1 win and uh I think it's going to be quite tough at Forest Green, so I'm probably going to go... Oh, Two-one win, screw it.
2: Yeah, why not? I mean, I think we need a clean sheet. Um, I think we're going to, we'll, we'll arguably be more likely to get that against Tranmere at home than what we would Forest Green away, purely because, and surely we can claim some sort of cheating here and hate Bolton for this, but they've now got Christian Deutsch back, which yeah. they didn't have when we were originally due to play him. No, so exactly. if he scores the goal, which is the difference... Then again, I might be for a murder charge because I'm coming for the Bolton chairman <laughs> for, for 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 doing that. But
7: oh, it's it's such a and that's going to be tough, isn't it? That, it that is. that's certainly, you know, I mean, there's there's no easy game in League Two as we've seen with Yovel coming to towards game that we probably all thought we were going to win and we didn't. Yeah. Um, but there's certainly no easy game, and we've got some tough ones coming up with with sort of uh, teams chasing the pack well, or in the pack and chasing. So. So it's, going be, it's going to be an interesting few weeks and uh, could be season defining
2: I'm going to say a comfortable or a relatively comfortable 3-0 win over Tranmere Danny Rose to finally score is going to get one off his teeth Uh Green screen away I'm going to go for a narrow 2-1 where I hope we don't but I think we probably will go a goal down again um, and the winner will of course come from Nikki Jose it's bound to happen away from home it's going to happen it's guaranteed sponsored guaranteed yeah. Nikki Jose sponsored by Mansfield Matters away from uh, his uh, away shirt anyway um, it's it's going to be an interesting week and we'll be back again next Thursday at 6.30 Ish. to talk all about it and see uh, what happens following the stags is always a rollercoaster ride win lose or draw it's just great to uh, to carry on going through the season and see what happens. It's something which feels a little bit different this week. We're all together, we're all solidified and galvanised. We're all a team that touch wood are on, the up, or that are on the up. There is, however, a long way to go. Get yourself to the One Course Stadium and back the Stags as they face Tranmere. On Saturday, and then if you can, of course, get yourself down to Forest Green on Tuesday night, and then of course join myself, Nathan, Cam, and maybe a new face next week at 6:30 on the show for the fans by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. My name's Craig Priest. He's Nathan Edge. Not with us tonight have been Cam Felton, who has apparently been doing a panto. Oh yes, he has. And of course, our very own Simon Mercer, who's been watching with the boys. Little uh, Dylan and Harry, a.k.a. Baby Nathan and Baby Craig uh, at Kingsmill Hospital. Hope the, the boys are doing well, Side Send our love to Charlotte and hopefully we can get three points on the board. Six points on the board over the, the coming week uh, with two games uh, over the next week. Thank you very much for watching. This is a show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters. See you next week, 6.30.